the average levels are called average because the average person is there most of the time. And in fact, to get to level three or higher is exceedingly rare to the point that we may never have met somebody whose center of gravity is at level three or above. I hope I want you to say that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for the people in the back. Please. Like, yeah. say that super loud for everyone to hear. You don't know anybody above level four, including <laughs> yourself. Including yourself, and yeah. and that's really important to understand and face. Like, you know, maybe, but super, super unlikely. The big hormone enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovic, uh, sexual self-pres, over the five wing, four or five, eight, trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self-pres, sexual, nine with one, nine, seven, four, trifix. What up, it's Emika, I'm an eight wing seven, sexual self-pres, with eight, five, four, fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I am a self-pres, social, three, wing four, with a Six nine trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. I don't think we got real specific on the levels themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was especially what I want to hit on is the average levels and like what it signifies in terms of that kind of narcissism and how self-absorbed and self-referential everybody is. Level five is level of personal control. And it's the way that you like um, kind of keep people on their toes around you. And it can be all whatever your type style is, whether it's like being combative or being argumentative or being condescending or being too sensitive. I mean, level five for a, a nine would be tone policing, for example. Right, right. Mm. It's like you can't. Like I can't handle if you don't venture if you venture outside this box and I'm gonna make you wrong for it. Yeah. And so there's an interpersonal control because you're not like telling people what to do necessarily. You could be like eights could right. be doing that or something like that. But like it's generally how you're manipulating things. It's like And this is playing out with just not just the type of the type and the instincts, right? This, yeah, this is playing out the whole ego structure, the okay. whole personality system. So it can be whatever whatever your thing is, but I thought we it might be kind of interesting to talk a little bit more about some of these average levels, and also to maybe we could share like examples of either ourselves or other types at these levels to share some contrast. That's why I, have, I sent everybody their their types uh, level <laughs> development thing. Welcome to uh, low vibrational living part two with uh, the levels of development uh, from your most incurious podcast, Big Hormone Enneagram. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, listen to part one, uh, was our last week's episode on levels of development, levels of health as they're known and the whole concept of health in the Enneagram studies and how people use health to hide from themselves, like the, the concept or their understanding of it and what it means to actually be healthy and how the personality or the ego does not really understand what health is. And so in, in the, in the, the, the transition between average levels of health and the healthy levels. And today we are going to look at more specifically uh, the average levels, what they mean, give some examples and, uh, you know, get into what's happening to the personality on those, uh, on those levels. So taking it from last time, nine levels of health, nine levels of development. These were uh, uncovered by Don Riso, author of personality types and was in Enneagram. And, these are a major part of the Ingram Institute's teachings, and they've sort of leaked into other authors and other teachers' understandings, but people generally misunderstand health to mean how good you're feeling or doing or your, your attitude. Uh, and one of the main uh, things that we talked about last time was how people tend to say, I definitely am this type that I definitely am not because uh, I'm a healthy version of that type. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm a healthy four or I'm a healthy eight. So I don't do all these things that other fours and eights do or whatever type. And, uh, you know, people misunderstand health to mean transcending your type when in fact to be healthy means to uh, see more clearly and deeply what prevents you from seeing clearly and deeply. You see your type, um, you don't necessarily are identified with your type but you're, you're freer from identification with it, but you're still seeing it and you're seeing it very, very clearly. 
because a higher level of health or development means more consciousness. You're more conscious of your personality and your ego included. So, you know, the, the, the funny thing to me about the conversation about health is people sure like to bring up health in, in the Enneagram when it comes to their typings as just as a deflection. But when it comes to like, let's talk about health, what it means <laughs> and the process of doing inner work, everyone's silent. Like no yeah. one wants to talk about right. it. Like, you know, you, you would think that this, you know, this, this topic would be a popular one, but it's not. Um, like I, I know how popular, I can tell how well the episodes are doing, you know, after the first couple of days. And as expected, there weren't that many people interested in health. Like anytime you start talking about inner work, people like to throw it out there to sort of throw you off the scent of what is really going on with their type. But it's like, all right, let's, let's actually talk about health. It's like, Oh no, no, I'm just, you know, I was just bringing that up to, you know, I'm a healthy whatever, but <laughs> it's not based on any sort of intentional inner work or any interest, to be honest. It's not, they're not really interested. It's just to, to sort of like uh, prevent themselves or anyone else from really seeing clearly. Totally. Yeah. And there's some sort of like, like way of engaging with, with development itself and what that means in the process. People get really vague all of a sudden that are, you know, very pro health until you get them to, to define it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, what we did with the last podcast is that we got really fucking specific about what health in the Enneagram really means. And I find that people uh, are more attached to the idea of health from a sort of general vague sense of self betterment like just personal development, like you took some course and you feel better about yourself because you added some new um, psychological skills to your arsenal or you became a nicer person or something like that, which is sort of thing that we do to pat ourselves on the back and feel good. But, you know, the, the prospect of health is much more daunting and much more intimidating in the sense that uh, like we got into towards the end of the call, it's an ego death. Like you're annihilating uh, some sense of control that we're all the personalities grasping onto and that's not comfortable that's you know that's challenging uh right. and so that's that's the inner work and there's nothing popular about that <laughs> right well it puts us on personality on shaky ground in terms of how the personality evaluates itself and like most the majority of Enneagram discussion and understanding and learning is focused on kind of a, a narcissistic way of reinforcing one's sense of self and what, reinforcing one's identity, what one identifies with. And so that's why when you push into some of these deeper layers of the Enneagram, people get really uncomfortable and even get moralizing and they get uh, just all over the place in trying to somehow keep it to a, a place of self-flattery or self-fascination rather than like how you actually evaluate yourself from the point of view of the levels of development uh, starts to undermine your ego project and your ego ideals and your instinctual ideals or goals and, and agendas. And it's, it's a kind of a loss it, it brings you in touch with. So today you want to you get into, I guess, our, some of our own experiences of the average levels for... Yeah. Of our types. So, yeah. So the levels, nine levels are develop, or, of development are divided into uh, three healthy levels, three average, and three unhealthy. And so mo the average levels are called average because the average person is there most of the time. And in fact, um, to get to level three or higher is exceedingly rare to the point that we may never have met somebody whose center of gravity is at level three or above. I hope, I want you to say that again. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, <laughs> for the people in the back. Like, yeah. say that super loud for everyone to hear. You don't know anybody above level four, including yeah. yourself. Including <laughs> yourself, and no. and that's really important to understand and face. Like, you know, maybe, but super, super unlikely because no. it requires uh, non-identification and a trans ego transparency and some uh, <laughs> grounded experience of being. Uh, at the healthy levels, you are the, the personality is more transparent, meaning you're not as identified with it, and that you are directly perceiving, not just thinking about or imagining or feeling it, but you're actually experiencing uh, some kind of station of being. And that is exceptionally rare in 
modern human life to the point of you probably never met somebody at that level. And that's really important to understand. And that's, that should humble us and challenge us to uh, see what kind of efforts really are necessary to have just a momentary experience of a small kind of awakening. You know, I almost called the ep- wanted to name the episode "No One Is Healthy," but I was like, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a little too dark. I've said that to people before, you know, just from this perspective of the what the Enneagram health levels are describing. That um, you're not at health levels, like you're not, you're not like just because you you fixed one aspect of your personality to be less fixated on on this does not make you healthy, but that's not what it's describing. It's not some ego project where you're adding and you feel you can pat yourself on the back and say, I'm healthy now. Like you're not actually healthy. And it sounds harsh and it sounds too dark, but that's the reality. There's no one, the amount of time and the work that it would take to sort of untether yourself from this uh, personality structure to the point where you had some freedom. That's what it is. No one is healthy. (laughs) Well, it's also to me, it's like freeing because if this is what health feels like, fuck that yeah (laughs) like i I, like i mean truly like if this is if i'm just living my everyday life and i'm healthy then like fuck that (laughs) yeah yeah. are you saying that like like, you're saying that like health metric is like not doesn't feel very uh free well like i you know like if you were identifying as healthy yeah if i were if and people who you know people who say they're healthy they're like oh i'm healthy for it's like well if you're healthy and you you still then, suck. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, you still <laughs> suck. Like, and I and I know it's you know, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you still suck. Yeah, yeah they're, I mean, they're still haven't transformed. They haven't actually made. It hasn't. You can't see any real change. Right. And I know, like, you know, health like doesn't mean you have a good attitude or whatever. But like, you you obviously are so out of touch with reality. Like, why is that what you're going for? Right. Yeah. So like, that's mm-hmm. that's a good point. Is that like health? is something that no one else can probably see you know like it's not like oh suddenly they are like great people like you'll be able to Mm. like if you're around somebody you will tell that they are free in a way that other people are not you'll be able to tell that they don't aren't aren't identified with their likes and dislikes so much so they're not just in reaction they're not putting forward a positive or negative agenda they're just letting things be. They're letting themselves be. So there's just a lot of being. Doesn't mean that they don't have a personality, that they're not making f- jokes and being combative in certain ways, but they're not hooked in the same way. It's like it, mm, we, we, yeah. we, we easily impose our ideas of what health should look like from our, you know, our own limited point of view, our own assumptions of what we should be like or what other people should be like. And just get fucking rid of them in terms of what does it look like, because that's going to be an obstacle to understanding health. Um, The picture is not the same thing as the reality of being inwardly free. And so you can be like, there, you know, a lot of Sufis, a lot of Sufi stories about uh, saints that are basically dicks on the outside that, um, you know, they're, they're looking to be blameworthy in the eyes of all but Allah. And so uh, they're, they'll sometimes do shit that's like crazy or controversial or rude, and and it, and, it, and it's also important to understand like, a lot of uh, a lot of grifter type of uh, teachers, especially like a lot of Vedic teachers and stuff that are usually white people, like often use crazy wisdom or some other term to speak to this principle where they're like free inside, but like in the marketplace, but uh, alone inside, and. Like that shit is all, it's just a grift. Like it's, if somebody else is healthy, it's not like they're special. And part of being healthy literally is the death of specialness. Yeah. It can't be, needs to be repeated over and over again. Everyone is at these average levels. Everyone like like to know someone who's at these healthy levels. It's just incredibly rare. And you probably don't know anybody at that level. So even people that are pursuing those levels and have done so for decades are not at those levels. Right. And then there's right. some people that talk about, you know, small numbers of people. I I can think of like two examples of people that I think actually may have some experience at level three and, mm-hmm. and, and I've been around them. And, um, you know, they were only, say, into the Enneagram for like, I don't know, five to 10 years. So it's, you know, there's that's another whole subject is 
pursuing health, um, what all that means and, and people having some capacity to actually be healthy or to, or to trick themselves, find new ways to trick themselves um, into, you know, imagining they're healthy and not being healthy or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, again, it's health is a death of your personality or your identification with your personality. So it's a death of ego. And so that means all the things that you value, all the things you're holding on to, all the things and ways that you think you should be and the world should be and other people should be, that goes too. So it's like all the grasping and holding on and narcissism, whatever. It's like there's a, it's a radical impartiality that can feel cold or threatening or like things should matter more from from the the healthy point of view or something like that like there's this thing of like the the radical impartial quality is scary to the personality because it is a kind of death of personality and Mm -hmm. it's like not it's impartial whether things go well or bad yeah it's not like oh once i'm healthy then i'll be donating to all the food banks and be volunteering (laughs) or whatever it's like it's it's free and it's free of even those kind of super ego uh impulses or messages or values it's free of a lot of what we would uh a lot of our personal virtues there's a whole other thing called the virtues which is a whole other topic that we'll get to sometime um so level four let's talk about level four for a bit because uh that's probably where most people are at, level four, level five, sometimes level six. But level four, it's like a, a flexible personality. And what I mean by that is that the lower you go in the levels, the more rigid the, or, by contrast, like diffuse the personality becomes. But usually, I think rigid is a catch-all the thing that works. It's like the boundaries of who and what you can be become more limited the lower you go in the health levels. And that means that the structure of the psyche becomes more constricted, becomes more limited, and who and what you are becomes more limited. And so for the level four, this is like a pretty functional, pretty flexible personality where you can tolerate certain kinds of uh, pressure, stress, triggering, and you, your personality doesn't collapse. You don't resort into... Uh, either outright like rage or whatever, like you don't resort into despair or uh, anger or blame super quick, Uh, you can take some pressure. So people who are at level four, generally, great, you know, great to be around, great to get along with the best people you know, are probably level four, you know, it is called the level of imbalance, according to, you know, recent Hudson. um, Because there is an imbalance. There is an uh, identification with the personality over essence. And it's also called imbalance slash social role because each type has a kind of a role they play for other people, whether it's like eight, I'm the strong one, or four, I'm the deep one, five, I'm the one who knows or, or you know, or sees, uh, six, it's the one who's alert and seeing things, um, you know, whatever. This is where we're really identified with the quality that our type is based on. Yeah, it seems like a lot of politicians kind of hover around that four, level four. I, I'd area. argue that they're probably between level five and six, seven sometimes. <laughs> like, like, because, like, you know, like that, I, I think of that, uh, what's that like phrase or that idiom that like politics is show business for ugly people? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. you know, the amount of narcissism and the amount of uh, like, like, I mean, we, I mean, look at how fucking dumb politicians are and how, yeah, how corrupt and whatever. I, I'd say it's probably level six is like your average uh, politician, Democrat or Republican, you know, like. Good. Yeah, so it could be like, you know, because I'm an old guy and it's um, <laughs> and it's like they're from an, from another era, you know, where you at least put um, ha- like these days, actually, in, in a way, there's more room to be unhealthy in a way right Mm -hmm. whereas whereas it used to be that you had to be squeaky clean and sort of unflappable and you know have a a a generally what would you call it circumspect kind of attitude where you could uh handle opposition you know being in your field and 
have some capacity for compromise and just all of those kinds of qualities. It had this sort of upright citizen kind of energy to it. But yeah, it's certainly different these days. Now they just yell at each other. But even like, you know, you can yell at somebody and still be healthy or whatever, you know, like it's a lot of these things are like not how the personality normally measures them. But I'd say that like, if you are needing to um, like, I don't know, represent some kind of ideological agenda and you're willing to spend your life and career uh, like that's an agenda that is especially like that, you know, self-benefiting. Yep. And uh, about asserting your own personal value over other people. um, You know, you're probably level five or six. Yeah. So it's like you can be squeaky clean. Like, you know, some types are prone to get more squeaky clean as they get unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So it really. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask John if, um, because, you know, the Riso Hudson levels of development for each of these types talks about level four for type four and i don't know if you actually resonate with what it's saying about level four for type four so i'm looking at anywhere institute's website right now dot com slash type hyphen four Uh um take an artistic romantic orientation to life creating beautiful aesthetic environments cultivate and prolong personal feelings tighten reality through fantasy passionate feeling and the imagination uh, I think it's on the right track. I would kind of modify it a little bit because this is still describing something very behavioral. Yeah. Uh, what I think it's getting at for the four is that it's identified with the emotional center. It's amplifying the emotional center agenda through thought and through reinforcing thought. And that will extend to, you know, the indulging in fantasy um, and fantasy like in a, even in a fairly uh, subtle way, like it's not like, oh, I'm fantasizing about being like Anna Karenina or whatever that Tolstoy or Dostoevsky novel or whatever is, you know, it's like, I'm not necessarily having a whole fantasy life I'm engaged in, but like I'm re-engaging thoughts that amplify my frustration, that amplify my rejection, that I'm amplifying my sense of being not in the world. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Because, you know, when I read it, it doesn't really, I'm not really seeing the self-differentiation, differentiating aspect of four right. at these levels. That's a really good point. Like, it, at level four, 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 A4 is doing a lot of differentiating, like a lot. And it's, it's not necessarily super uh, neurotic. It's not debilitating. It's not like they're unable to function. I mean... Fours are never really able to function, but they're not, they're not like, like unable to live in the world because they're differentiating, you know, they're still differentiating, but it's not like so against the world that they can't exist in like a, a like nobody's going to say that the four is like nobody that knows the four and doesn't have judgments about the four is going to say that the four is like mentally un- unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, what are we doing? Are we going to look at level four for all our different types? Well, or, you know, we can, yeah. Or just you, keep going, look at level five and level six, and then go circle back around. I mean, we could, we could, yeah, we could cover that for all our types. Like, I mean, we start with, uh, like, before we go, David and Nancy, do you have anything to add there or, or want to look at or anything? Or on on type four or on our type at level four? Yeah, anything. Um, Let's see. I'm just looking. <clears throat> so I'm reading nine. Level four, I'll just read it and see what spills out here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Fear conflicts, so become self-effacing and accommodating, idealizing others and going along with their wishes, saying yes to things they do not really want to do, fall into conventional roles and expectations, use philosophies and stock sayings to deflect others. Um, what would I say about all of that? Hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a regular normal, I guess, normal nine. <laughs> so like, yeah. Well, what nine do we know that doesn't do that? How would you, um, how would you define conflict here? Cause I think a lot of people who uh, misidentify as other types that are nines like that, that always jumps out is like when I'm, when I'm talking with a nine, they're like, well, I don't fear conflict, you know, like, but I don't think conflict yeah. means like a like a battle with somebody. 
So yeah, I mean, it partly with nines, it's it's um, compartmentalization of uh, conflicts. Like, um, and what I mean by that is unconsciously you've got a, a uh, let's say a super ego rule book about uh, where you can do conflict and actually where you should do conflict. Like I should speak up about this um, in this area, even if it is going to be cause disagreement or whatever, but it, but it's got the sense of um, wanting to come to, I guess, some kind of holistic um, and healing place um, as opposed to just kind of like, type eight just fuck off and you're gone you're dead to me right <laughs> or whatever i've <laughs> never heard those words come out of Emika's mouth i never say that it's not yeah it's not of me at all <laughs> <laughs> right so um but you know what i mean there's this quality totally. with nines where um and it's like nines like we've talked about it before where there's a lot of nines that are into super competitive sports and they rise to the very, very top. And it's like, it's like the sense of I'm allowed to be aggressive and extremely competitive inside this square of the playing field. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's my outlet for all of that um, repressed rage and repressed disagreement in in a lot of because there is you know a sort of quality of wanting to harmonize with the people and the vibe in your environment right and so um and you're kind of morphing yourself in different ways internally probably in in ways that aren't true to yourself right and you're finding ways to kind of integrate uh things and sort of wrap around things it's kind of you know water-like right where you that can take on the shape of things that's a really, really good and clear point, like to describe level four for any type where you're morphing in some way, like mm. nine will morph to accommodate something or to adapt. But like, like you're not simply being, you're not simply being what you are. And so like, mm -hmm. like if we get to, when we get to eight, it's like eight is morphing to be more forceful than, you know, might actually be of their essence, right? Like it, essence is not something that has function, but you're putting a lot of uh, energy into the functioning part of your being, which is your personality. You're, so like for the eight, it might be forcing, right? Or for four, it's separating, mm -hmm. you know, it's whatever's going on, but it's, there's a, there's a, a, a sense of non-being there. It's not impartial. So that's a really good point, no matter what type you are. The last sentence on this level four description for type nine, use philosophies and stock sayings to deflect others. Well, in my 20s, uh, my longtime music partner, who's a four, he's a sexual self-pres four with five. He used to call me Aesop because he was making because <laughs> he was making fun of me always doing, you know, philosopher of the universe stuff because <laughs> so, I do I do, you know, I'd he would ask me a question <clears throat> and this is classic philosopher of the universe he'd ask me something personal and i would go into a thing about some kind of macro philosophical thing and he just wanted to know what happened <laughs> what was going on for me personally and i started talking about everything except me right <laughs> um what's asop asop is um there's a there's a philosopher called, uh, or like a set of, um, they call them fables, Aesop's fables. And it's like oh. lessons on life. And it's probably like <laughs> the guy, the guy is probably a nine. One of those deals. That's funny. Anyway. Yeah. A reference from the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The 1920s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What about, uh, <laughs> what about three or eight? Um, <clears throat> So I just want to um, verify for everyone out there, it's very easy when reading these to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a higher level than I am. Totally. Like I'm sitting here and I can hear my inner thoughts going, oh, yeah, you totally are tight, like level two or three, Nancy. And I'm like, no, no, come on. So right. just for everyone listening. I can tell you're not. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, David. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. <laughs> Fuck you. The level four 
for three is highly concerned with performance, doing their job well, constantly driving self to achieve goals as if self-worth depends on it. Uh, that's completely inaccurate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> terrified of failure, compare self with others in search of, for status and success, become careerist, social climbers, invested in exclu- exclusivity and being the best. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's three. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. That's pretty much just how I exist in life. Level I don't four sounds functional. It sounds like it's super functional. Well, it's because threes are functional. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I don't really experience the exclusivity as much anymore. I did when I was younger, though. That was There's, a big thing. What about like setting yourself apart? From... Oh, no, I, no, I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I think some of the language here, like, like, and I said this in the last episode, uh, and still might be controversial, but I think that this was like a brilliant insight on don's part and i've i've wondered if don or at least some of those who teach don's material uh don't fully understand the implication or what it's really saying you know Mm -hmm. and so sometimes yeah like like i think that uh and i mean my fucking whatever chief obstacle of arrogance but i I, i'm like (laughs) i think i really know the real thing so who knows maybe maybe all this is full of shit but i do think that um, don't be too certain now. Don't be. We're very curious here. We're very curious. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't resist. It was great. But uh, but but what I think is important to under like some of the clues that we can have that this is is deep on the level that I'm speaking to is the shock point between healthy and uh, and average. Like that means something. Mm-hmm. And so when you get to level four, you're talking about somebody that is functional. That's this normal and, and like some of these things can sound negative especially when we're applying them to ourselves but this is basically what we're doing anyway like we're all on this um you know that we're all self-interested that we're all avoiding uh certain fears we're all trying to pursue certain things to stave off certain kinds of deficiencies that's like just totally normal even if you're wonderful in all other kinds of ways what the personality is doing is in a sense a reaction to something negative Mm-hmm. And so it's, there's no being there. And so what you start getting when you, even when you read like Don or whoever's interpretation of the levels at level three, something has shifted and what can, could shift? Like if, in, in, if you're just like to make this system anew, what would be a shift from a level four point of view to a level three that would, that would cause this kind of change. And it's not just like you get happier or you get your goals met. Like how would these, apply to ego structures you know at at average levels the way that we face disappointment is predictable because it's usually the way we face face disappointment is some kind of collapse or rigidity or retraction or pushing or blame level three something else is there so when the personality is disappointed or the personality fails the whole your whole sense of self is not failing and mm-hmm. that I think comes through even in like these whatever we're looking at on the these very brief summaries on the website. Uh, that sense that there's something else there that can withstand the disappointments, failures, overwhelm, whatever that can still remain is clear. And the only thing that could be is being. So that's what that that shift must mean. And so then when you get to level four, what you're looking at is the way that the centers start to compensate for that lack of being by getting involved with each other and and the the passion getting activated and being the motivating force the the uh, the personality and the passion being reaction to the instinct does that make sense yeah mm-hmm. let, well let's get a little specific here looking at the description for level three it doesn't sound that different for you level know, three or or for or type three, three like your type let's look yeah. at the you know, level type three, three and level three yeah and yeah it at, doesn't it doesn't sound like a big you know, we're talking about this shock point between four and three. I'm not seeing that reflected in what's being said here. So can we well, talk about level three and like what yeah. that would and look it, and like? And it might just be an issue of the description, the words. Yeah, I think so. My issue with the this level three is it's still very doing. Yep. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to fit. It doesn't so, seem drastic enough. Yeah, given- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, I think here, like, so on level four, highly concerned with performance, doing their job well, there's a real sense of uh, anxiety around self that Mm -hmm. I get. Terrified of failure, 
anxiety around self. And and how you're seen. And how you're seen. Whereas level three here, as ambitious to improve themselves to be the best they can be, often become outstanding, a human ideal, embodying widely admired cultural qualities, highly effective. Others are motivated to be like them in some positive way. Like I hear what, totally what you're saying because it just sounds like positive flip side of, of what's at level four right yeah. <laughs> it just seems like a level a, a four or excuse me a type three that is doing threeness well yeah exactly yeah. a very successful three <laughs> and uh but what i think that it's trying to describe what it's coming from is a place of where three has like an inherent sense of value the essential quality of value yeah and then they're functioning just from that sense of value. And so not necessarily like they're killing it at work or whatever, but um, there is not the same way that they're drawing on outer circumstances to provide that sense of value. Yeah, that's it right there to me, a big piece of it. I mean, that's why I brought up being seen because if you if you read level three with the idea that it's not about being seen as these things, it's mm-hmm. about actually um out of your own sense of your own value from yourself right right that's where that's why you're improving as opposed to where it was so much before at level four and and downward about the the picture for everybody else the picture to stave off the sense of deficiency and emptiness whereas like level three is still the personality is still really active it's still the dominating force but there's some being there. There's some like being that's not lost when you just like forget, you know, you get a text and then you forget yourself. There's something still with the personality, even if it is uh, dim or it's not very uh, strong, it's still ongoingly there. And, and what I mean by that is like, if, if you were to like sense your hand, like as a listener now, and then try to continue to sense your right hand until the end of this podcast. You couldn't do it. I can't do it. We can't do it, right? But if we could, there might be, we could say that there is something there. That, and it's not like we're like sensing the hand. Ah, you know, it's like there's just something there that can be with sensation for that long. That kind of a thing that there's something there other than the personalities, you know, uh, ADD or whatever. like. Yeah. That, there's something else there. So you're still functioning, you're still doing your thing, but there's there's something that can, uh, for the three in this case, have, recognize, experience, and be value that's not just conditional on uh, their performance, which level four is like, I need to perform well, otherwise I'm not going to get the juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So maybe the description isn't isn't the best, but I think maybe the, the name for that level, the, the level of social value, describes it a mm-hmm. little bit better. Right. Versus like the the level of social role, because the role has more external investment um, in versus just social value, which feels a little bit more intrinsic. And I'll also say that we can have glimpses like if we're at level four, we can have glimpses and often glimpses of level three. Like, even though that's a shock mm-hmm. point, the reason it is a shock is because it is so hard to actually bridge it versus we can tap into it. So like we've all had level three experiences like. We've all had yeah. these moments of being like, yeah, like I'm, I just feel my value or whatever it might be. So, uh, but also, as I said in the last call, like if we're really obsessed with where we're at, we're probably at level five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we're like, That's where am I? Where am I? Thing. Yeah, totally. All right. Eight. Level four. It says self-sufficiency, financial independence, and having enough resources are important concerns become enterprising, pragmatic, rugged individualists, wheeler dealers, risk-taking, hardworking, denying own emotional needs. Yeah, that sounds like um, typical eight stuff. Um, the self-sufficiency seems to be a bullseye for any eight, like not necessarily financial independence, but just independence as a worldview. Risk taking. I don't know about necessarily hardworking. <laughs> I don't know if eights are hardworking. They're just pushy. Uh, you know, in terms of I'm I'm gonna get what I need from the environment and and not just for me, but my own group of people. What my you know I I can relate to uh, looking at the sense of 
our own group, what our own group needs, uh, making sure that we get more of the stuff that we need and other people can't affect us or stop us from getting what we need, uh, which is an extension, I guess, of myself. Like this is, I'm part of something. And if I can expand our own capacity to get the things that we need, that's helpful to me also. Um, so yeah, there's a that sense of a plus minus thing going on versus mm -hmm. me and the environment at this level where everything that I come in contact with has the capacity to either add something to me or take something away from me. And I'm, I'm here to make sure that I, I get <laughs> more than I'm taking from. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you hit it Emika, with, uh, likes, it's like what I talk about with likes and dislikes is everything's a plus or a minus. And, yeah. and like, it's, it's more overt plus or minus with an eight, you know, cause there's that sense of, um, expansion and, and, uh, there's like a, you know, there's a being in the world kind of quality to eight, like mm. a four or a five might not think of things in terms of gain and loss the same way. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, it's like that plus and minus thing where I'm, I'm liking, I'm, I'm going after what I want and avoiding what I don't want and organizing my whole like being is around likes and dislikes. That's like, that's totally level four. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from a sexual aid perspective, there's a sense that there's a, uh, the resource of interestingness and juiciness mm -hmm. and people representing supplies of that interestingness and juiciness. And I just want to continuously expand the capacity that or access to that. And I want to push away from those who are diminishing yes. <laughs> that interestingness yes. and then want to corral it. I mean, what basically happens every year is like, I feel like we're collecting more and more interesting people and we're pushing <laughs> less interesting people away. <laughs> so that's, that's from my, you know, sexual aid perspective. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. The, that, that description has a, it's kind of two things at once. The level four description that Don did there uh, has kind of a self-pres sort of accent to it. Exactly. But at, same, but at the same time, there's a quality about eight that has a kind of self-pres attitude in terms of, you know, even people are resources for humans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I relate to that strongly. And it for a long time, I think part of the reason I had a hard time with eight descriptions is I think that self-pres sort of bare qualities. Um, it's yeah. hard to use a sexual ape, but it's definitely a thing with me with, with the uh, attraction instinct is that I'm brutal in terms of uh, my disgust at people's capacity to generate interestingness. <laughs> and, you know, I, it's, I don't realize I'm doing this, but it is, I have a real problem with what are you bringing to the table in terms of, you know how much interestingness can you contribute to generating <laughs> and if you can't do that then i'm like you don't exist <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a bit intimidating <laughs> uh, and it's fast as fuck like how like, still, like i think you'll give somebody like a certain amount of time and and spotlight and attention like oh are you are you interesting and and, and then you you realize no they're not and you're just done with them <laughs> yeah. bye 100 percent. it's like you you couldn't supply the goods and now it's like i'm so disappointed i'm so disappointed <laughs> four, some four fix coming in there too. yeah <laughs> but anyway yeah i think level three it says i i have a hard time with the you know distinctions between level three and four but here it says decisive authoritative, commanding the natural leader others look up to, take initiative, make things happen, champion people, provider, protective and honorable, and carrying others with their strength. So I guess that um, there's a little bit less of the plus and minus thing going on there where you're just embodying expansion and strength without uh, the need for the environment to give and take i guess or the or the projection that everybody's trying to grab resources yeah right right yeah, yeah. that right. you can just be uh you can just be i guess yeah. a representation of strength instead of making it happen quite as much exactly and uh yeah and you know yeah you're just being and experiencing the strength and it's not like um so or one of the things that's coming up is like any 
eight or any leader or whatever will probably like if they're at level six they'll probably be like yeah i'm at level three because it's like it's a mm -hmm. it, it would justify their authority <laughs> or power or yeah they're whatever they're they're holding court whatever they're doing and however they're doing in their lives like that's one of the reasons it's it's really you have to have a lot of nuance to uh apply and read and and study the levels because what kind of like an eight or somebody like an eight that's got a sort of something authoritative about them would not want to be like, yeah, I'm just decisive, authoritative, and commanding. I'm a natural leader others look up to. I take initiative <laughs> and I make things happen. I champion people. I provide, I protect. I'm proactive and honorable. I carry others with my strength. Like what, what leader, even the most psychopathic, doesn't think that? That's how they justify their taking up the space they take up. And so if you're taking it from this behavioral external point of view or which one am I point of view, uh, you're going to think you're higher than you are. Yeah. And I think, you know, watching myself that there's a, when it comes to sexual, that there's a way that I'm trying to make the juicy, interesting chemistry happen and trying to like hedge it. And um, sometimes I, I, you know, I recognize that <laughs> I can't control that. I, you know, like I, I, definitely can to some degree but you know there i can let it happen you know i can i can facilitate certain things but then i can just not be so invested in the plus and minus of that kind of stuff um and just you know not not control as much and so yeah i, I don't think i'm at level three i'm not but there have been moments where i felt like i, I was a little bit more loose around my investment in um the outcome of whether interesting shit was happening or not. Mm -hmm. Not in New York, though. I was definitely upset about that that day that we all <laughs> collapsed and did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't interesting. No, I was I was big mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> so. Uh, so I guess since we've done all of our types, we can look at uh, level five and like the transition there, because mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, we can read them all or not, but like structurally, you've got somebody that at level four that is needing to kind of assert their personality's agenda, right? It's level four is the level of social role. And don't take that as like social instinct. Don't take that too literally, but it's like, you know, you're, you're playing a role to yourself and to others. You're being your, your type, you're being your personality for eight. Like I'm the rugged individualist, uh, risk taker, hard worker, or, you know, whatever, pushing things kind of person. I'm, I'm, I'm a big energy for four. It's like, I'm being, you know, introspective and deep or whatever. Nine. I'm, I'm everybody's philosopher or psychologist right. or counselor <laughs> listener. Yeah. Right. Three. I'm the effective doer. And so all of those, however, are motivated by some kind of fear, right? Like eight and yeah. nine is motivated at that level to be those things because there's a certain way that uh, they're trying to maintain their ego boundaries. That's the main agenda. Uh, it's mixed in with, uh, you know, the essential harmony and essential strength that's at the core of those types. It's like through that lens, maintaining, how do I maintain ego boundaries while somehow being related to essential strength or essential harmony and that then you get level four uh but at level five and and then with three and four like how do i maintain my essential identity of essential depth or essential value at the same time as uh like keeping a certain sort of focus on my sense of identity you know like how do i prop my identity up to myself how do i convince myself that my identity is real so those things start to collapse a bit to get to level five where at this point, you're not convinced about your identity if you're an image type, or at level five, you're for a, for a body type eight nine, for example, uh, you're feeling like your boundaries are getting pressed on in a way that's uncomfortable, so you're overcompensating. And so at this level, at level five, uh, most of the time at level five, we are very narcissistic, we are very self-centered and self-absorbed, and we think we're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the defense here is seeing how it is against seeing that stuff and all those compensations for not having the thing that our type wants, not having the, the I guess in the, in the language of recent Hudson, like uh, not having the basic desire, 
fulfilled. And so there's like a fear comes in. And so level five, there's a lot of denial. This is where we're like really blaming people. If, if we recognize that we're always kind of like agitated at somebody or something or finding new person to like blame or, or fight with or, or feel a victim in relation to, like we're probably at level five. We're really not free here. We're like hung up on stuff with, we got some kind of crusade or whatever, some kind of like thing that really needs to happen. It's like, we're really trying to be our essential quality, but from a really distorted point of view, we're really trying to like, if I, at four level five is like really trying to be the, uh, like hyper focused on my my individuality identity and it ends up being like very self-absorbed very moody totally preoccupied with every mood every nuance of mood that comes up and and hateful and separating big time you know it's like separating being separate from the environment to the point of uh not being able to function freely and feeling really sorry for myself and feeling hateful towards x y or z person yeah for me for eight i i uh it's a threat of being contaminated with too much lame energy. <laughs> and I just get really, I get really violent about trying to just eliminate that from it, from any, having any influence over me and just like trying to create distance and separation from whatever I think is just like anti-interesting, anti-creative, anti-juicy or whatever. Um, and uh, when I notice my personality really, getting reactive it's around that kind of stuff that's what triggers me is like being exposed to um people that might uh bring too much of that bullshit around me (laughs) well yeah as a a sexual eight you know it's like that sense of strength can can also be understood or experienced as like aliveness or vitality or something and so Mm -hmm. combined with this sexual interestingness it's like this is not this is not vital this is not like Oof, this is not giving me that that fucking feeling or whatever and it's like right. it's deadening you know it's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a fucking calcified dead weight that they're preventing everything yeah. is judged on like how much voltage it's right. yes yeah. there you go and it's like <laughs> if there's too much of if there's too much of a i start to feel overwhelmed by lack of voltage and it feels it literally feels like i'm dying and i start yeah, like i it feels like i'm dying and it feels like i've got to fight my way out of being um uh, mm. overexposed to this you know i can't have my environment uh be overwhelmed by this energy so like if you guys see me acting up that's that's why <laughs> <laughs> oh that sounds exhausting <laughs> like for you like <laughs> i like i like my level five way better than yours <laughs> what's your level five <laughs> that's uh, level five for me is definitely where i hang out when i'm like working and like excuse me and like doing school and when I'm busiest or going for a goal I'm at level five hundred percent because that's when I get really image conscious and it says uh, begin to package themselves according to the expectations of others and what they need to do to be successful pragmatic efficient premeditated losing touch with their feelings that's where I live hundred percent the sense of rigidity like you know not just one ish rigidity but like your your limitedness of self is like really apparent at level five where Mm -hmm. you cannot get outside a certain repertoire of feelings thoughts reactions actions like you're really a cartoon of yourself (laughs) and you feel though like you're not you feel like you could get out of it if (laughs) if only so and so wasn't such an asshole or so and such and such wasn't happening or if i wasn't so busy yeah of all yeah there's 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 always an excuse because we're defending against uh like what we really know on that level which is how fucking empty we are Mm -hmm. yeah and uh the the last sentence is something i run into like uh, on my in my within my personal relationships a lot which is problems with um intimacy credibility and phoniness and Mm -hmm. that's i'll say like i'll become friends with random people and like a week or two later, I'm like, I don't even fucking like you. Like, mm-hmm. I get really frustrated with that. And I'll like mm-hmm. make plans with people that I don't want to mm-hmm. do. And I'll say yes to things that I'm like, why did I say yes to that? Like, right. That's interesting. Yeah. And I've had, I've now gotten Brian to be my like 
person where like if I say yes to something he's like he's always like hey are you sure are you sure that you want to do that because I'll just get so into it where I just say yes to things that I would never want to do I've seen that being a real struggle with attachment types. Yeah, it's so annoying. It's so do, annoying. Do you even like us, Nancy? Yeah, Nancy. Oh, that's do questionable. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in too deep at this point. <laughs> the facade is just. <laughs> no, I like you guys. You guys are fine. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, I'm looking at level five for nine. That looks like total home base, really. Um, yeah. uh, um, active but disengaged, unreflective, <laughs> unreflective and inattentive. Do not want to be affected, so become unresponsive and complacent. Walking away from problems and sweeping them under the rug. Thinking becomes hazy and ruminative, mostly comforting fantasies as they begin to tune out reality becoming oblivious emotionally indolent unwillingness to exert self or to focus on problems indifference um so one thing i mean besides you know a lot of that's just self-explanatory but um there's a way in which nines and this is why there's um, a lot of mistyping with nines. That level right there is, you know, a lot of nines that are, you know, I'm just going to give some random kind of examples, like a lot of nines that are into, say, heavy metal music, like really loud, wild shit or whatever, or debating intellectual ideas or whatever online or whatever is, I mean, that's... Um, and getting into heated arguments sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot. That's actually, I mean, that that level five that I just read, it sounds like totally passive, but there's a way in which you can just do a lot of distractions um, that have a lot of sort of energy to them. Um, and it's a way to be disconnected from yourself and to be mm -hmm. in, indifferent to yourself it's it's a it's you're decoupling from yourself and your own you know life force and so forth and kind of getting distracted um in these uh sort of you know uh, think i mean like a lot of nines that are into sports and stuff again there's um because they're because something that's sort of, I guess what I'm getting at is something that's sort of unsaid in that description is, you know, it's still a body type, right? And so you can do kind of a lot of automatics, right? You're mm -hmm. like, you're just, there's all these different automatic trains that you can get on um, that have a certain momentum and motion to them. Um, but they're all kind of like leading away from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna uh, ask about uh, the first sentence, which is active, disengaged, unreflective, and inattentive, because a lot of philosophers of the universe see themselves as being very thoughtful and attentive and reflective. Like, uh, so how would you parse that out? Well, one thing is, um, the philosopher of the universe nine has their own agenda about how they're kind of remaking re-envisioning the world right um and since it is you know a sort of uh harmonious sort of big vision metaphorical uh philosophy it it's it's in the clothing of you know being engaged and attentive let's say right mm -hmm. because it's because it has that general sort of spiritual accent to it right um but it's but you actually you know like the gut types kind of all have one thing about them is they all kind of have a certainty even the nines right it's kind of like it's a certainty in your body about how things should be or or how everything is or something mm. right and one thing you're getting if you're deep in the personality of being certain about how things are that actually is a kind of disengagement yeah yeah right you're not being present to what actually is you're you're doing your your 
uh, exerting your own agenda onto existence. So one of my favorite nine tactics is to, there's like a way of doing the opposite of what they say they're doing. So like um, mm. in the guise of, of some kind of positive value. So like we encounter all the time where like online, if we're making type distinctions or something like that, and then a nine will come in and being like, well, uh, how do you really know anything? You're not really being curious because you're, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're, you're, you know, you're saying, you're saying this and, and, and with certainty, but that's not really curiosity. And like, you know, uh, but that's what the nine do, is doing. In that case is not curiosity. It's just making things vague under the, the guise of a positive value. And it's a way to maintain boundaries. So like, don't go there. Yeah, that's actually like a, um, it's it's a really really sneaky way to be aggressive in a way. Yeah, right. I mean, it's why you call it, of course, passive aggressive. But it, you know what I mean. But it's like really insisting, no reality is this, or you should be this way. And right? I, I weirdly enough, like I feel like that is what um, like Republicans do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like are people who are uh, I don't I don't know like I've just I've just heard that kind of argument of like well if you're saying that those people are dumb and those people are hateful like aren't you just as bad as them because you're hating on them too and it's like flipping the script mm-hmm. I don't know if that yeah, makes yeah sense. I think it's I think it's no, a yeah. universal yeah. tactic but I think the nines uh are most are prone to it and to not see that they're doing it mm-hmm because it feels like oh, I'm just being open. I'm just being whatever. I'm just yeah. being good. I'm just being whatever. And it's like uh, certainty and curiosity are not opposites. Uh, they're, you know, it's like certain, you need certain bases of understanding to make other kinds of leaps of understanding. And if those leaps don't check out or they're flimsy, then you go back to your assumption and re correct it or change it to what actually corresponds better with reality or whatever. It's like science. Yeah. Everything it, is true until proven otherwise, but it doesn't it, mean it's not true just because you might be able to prove it otherwise someday. It feels like uh, the that perspective is saying that curiosity and openness is not making distinctions because right. dis- distinctions are limiting. And so yeah. lim- limiting the field then s- supposedly means that you're not curious and open. Um, but it's like, you can make distinctions and still be curious. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Right. You know. So yeah, I see a lot of a lot of nine like so in this level five description, it's like, uh, I'm I am very reflective. And it's like the the nine wants to believe they're reflective. And so to see how unreflective the nine is is how they're gonna grow. That's what the levels are useful for. Is to be like, whoa, this thing that I've taken to be reflectiveness is actually a false or um yeah. facsimile is that how you pronounce it mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah facsimile of the real thing and so that's like where all of us are at level five is like i'm not being fucking deep and creative and introspective at level five i'm rehashing shit that pushes my buttons to mm-hmm. like be in this churning upset smoldering place you know it's like it's a it's a false replacement for the real essential quality and this the level five you're still like okay enough to be around uh you most a lot of people are here most people are here really and uh at this level though there's like a lot of subtle manipulation so like at this level uh if you are with somebody who's at level five they're subtly trying to control you and they don't even realize they're doing it because like you can't talk about certain topics or breach certain things or take certain actions that are going to put that person outside of the small island of identity that they feel safe in. And so through the style of whatever type, they're going to find ways to uh, put you, like make sure that things don't go beyond the, the uh, confines of what part of their identity they feel comfortable expressing and being. And so like you get, a, like I, I can't tell you how many fucking uh, people that think they're real fucking awake are here and they use certain kinds of like positivity or pretending to be intellectually rigorous, whatever, to just control the people. And it's like, you can feel this. You can feel this if you're like really listening to yourself. Sometimes you're like, oh, but maybe they know more than me. Maybe, maybe they do. Fuck them. Like you, you can feel when somebody's level five. 
Yeah, and because you know the perception of what health means aligns with uh, positive type perspectives, mm-hmm. some positive types would, would who think that they're doing the work will will say that you know I've made these certain changes and uh, in my life and I don't do this anymore. But now because I'm doing, I've made these self development changes that I'm more positive um, that I'm at a higher level of health. And it's it's still an investment in the in this positive goodness project, personality project, uh, which probably means there's still a level four or five. Like, nothing really has changed. It's just the packaging. Yep. So, uh, you know, we won't go into level six too much, but it's right before we collapse into full on mental illness at level seven and eight, and nine. The reason those levels are unhealthy is because we are mentally ill. The psychological structure cannot uh, handle the pressures on its boundaries. It cannot handle certain states of overwhelm. It can't handle um, reality. Your sense of reality is collapsing. You're still functional, like your personality still functions okay, but you really live at arm's length from everything because everything is like a potential threat to your ego's agenda. And so uh, this is where you're sort of in argument with reality, like overtly, you're, you're aggressive in the style of your type. So like, it might not look like overt aggression, but you're like pressing against reality. You're, you're, you're fighting or you're in denial, you're uh, whatever. Um, you're completely dysfunctional, whatever it is, but it's like you, you, you cannot accept reality as it is by any means. And so uh, you know, some like example I use when we were talking about this this idea earlier. Somebody that is enraged at the help desk at an airport because the the flight is already taken off and they're demanding that the the plane returns. It's like not going to happen. Uh, you can be mad for a lot of fucking reasons, but like the idea that the plane is just going to come back. This is a dumb example, but you get what I'm saying. It's like um, this sense of like rage of how reality is operating basically without your consent that it goes on and so everybody at this level is like highly highly fragile personalities and depending on their type they can look like an eight or a three or a seven they can look really aggressive and assertive and not fragile but the psychological structure itself is very fragile whereas like nines and fours and fives and some sixes are going to look very fragile at this place so anything to add to that is there any more stuff we want to do on this I think this hits it unless we have like want to talk like what real health means but I think we did a good job of that last time yeah we we covered that last time yeah this was good in terms of just looking at the average levels because I think a lot of people were curious a little bit more curious as to how this stuff would look so yeah I think I think this is like really good that we did it yeah 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 Anyway. All right. All right, guys. All right. All right. Talk Bye. to you. Bye. 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 I do find it hard to realize my true potential. And without the right credentials, I am lost. Don't take it for granted, or your life it will be slanted. And the chances you are left.